What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Who Plays, where we talk about basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. Jonathan Brown. And I'm Jalen Horn. And to start off today, um, we should be jumping for fucking joy over the Royal Rumble, but we're not. Um, to put it nicely, that show was hot ass. That is the nicest way I can put it. Um, okay, no, 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 no. Before we go into actually reviewing the show, what what would what what would y'all have to say about the show overall? Uh, Jalen, you first. Um, you know, I didn't really like. I I watched like some of it. Um, I was I was cool with Bobby Lashley. Um, winning the title, you know, because like you know he's black. You know, it's like Black History Month. You know. But I wasn't mad at I wasn't mad at that. I was a little mad at the second Roman match a little bit because like I thought the match was cool. I like Seth's you know whole shield gimmick and whatnot. That was pretty cool. Uh, but they set it up pretty good. I didn't watch the I don't even know who actually I did watch the women's Royal Rumble because you know my girl was out there. You know, shout out to Ronda Aquarius game. You know, February first. You you know the vibes. It's but weird. um. That was cool, you know, seeing her back. I, she's a, a a fan favorite again. I, I watched SmackDown a little bit, watch her and Charlotte go at it uh, a couple of days ago, talking or whatever. Or was that yesterday? Yeah. Um, but no, I was really upset with the Rumble, the Men's Rumble, because uh, it wasn't really any you know shockers, no surprises and whatnot. It, it, AJ Styles, I knew once he came at number one, he wasn't gonna win, and I, it pissed me off. The Kobe thing went left. Um, and, like, well, I, I kind of knew Brock was going to come out, man, after he didn't um, – after the thing happened with him, uh, with Bobby and whatnot. So, you know, I, I like AW, man. Screw WWE. Uh, it was the, – the, the night ended very bad to me, and it wasn't really – it was very cliche and WWE-like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the way I'm thinking now is, like, we actually – I'm not going to sit here and waste everybody's time going through the full results because it's just a waste of people's time. But, um, John, what what did you – what are your thoughts about what you saw during that show? I mean, first half of the show, great. It was pretty good. I mean, you got Seth coming out in the shield gear. Roman being the crap out stuff. I was entertained. Then you got the Women's Royal Rumble. And the let's just say majority of the match was fun. It was fun. You got, you got a freak off between Sasha and Melina. Uh that was that was great. That was that was a great freak off. You know, we needed more of that. We need more. And then uh, and then Rhonda came in and just, you know, just uh, once Ronda came in, it was over. It was predictable. Uh, after after that was uh, what was it after? It was uh, uh Becky and uh, what's her face? That was a bathroom break match. Um, and then it was Brock and um, what's it called? Brock and Bobby. Brock and Bobby. It was just finisher after finisher after finisher. German suplex after German suplex, and then the betrayal. The betrayal. That's how you fucking write. That's how you fucking write a storyline. That's how you write a fucking storyline. 
right? And then and then you got Edge and Seth didn't care. That was cool. Um the men's Royal Rumble, it was mid. The the women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's Royal Rumble. Something is wrong right there. If the men's Royal Rumble was worse, was worser than the women's Royal Rumble, there's a problem. Creative team has to do better. They have to do better. That sounds so anti women I know. I know. Sounds terrible. Sounds terrible. I didn't realize how bad it was until like you said it. Damn. Wow. But, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga just said fuck the women, bro. I had more fun watching the women than the men. Yo. I had more fun. No. I was having a blast. I remember the watch party. I was having a blast. I was like, hey. Yo. Sasha Molina was freaking it off. <laughs> They were freaking it all. I was like, this is great. This Yo, is great for America. Bro, I'm crying. But um, y'all handled this very, very nicely. Um, I'm not gonna do the same. I'm just gonna lay it all out on the floor. First okay. things first, going back to the first match, there's not too much to say that hasn't already been said. Seth Rollins coming out to the shield and just in the in the gear coming through the crowd. That shit, that shit was despicable, and I fucking loved it. Roman killed this, killed him. Um, I know people were mad about the DQ finish, but this is one of the first times where I was actually cool with it because it made sense. Um, the Women's Royal Rumble, it gave us the greatest moment of the night, Sasha Banks and Melina. I'm not going to speak anymore on it, but if you saw that shit live, you were blessed. We were blessed. And don't forget, it's Sasha and Melina, bro, they have been fucking advertising the fuck out of it. It's blessing my TL, it's blessing my eyes. God bless Sasha Banks and Melina. Um, I wholeheartedly wanted Paige to be number 30, but obviously that didn't happen. I was cool with Ronda coming back, cool with her winning, because I thought she was going to go after um, mid-time Bex, but no. Um, Becky and Dewdrop happened. I didn't watch the match. We were just too busy watch partying. Um, Bobby and Brock, it was okay. It wasn't worth the 20 years of fucking hype, but okay. Um, oh yeah, I'm about to fuck y'all head up, bro. So Becky and Piper got more time than Bobby and Brock. They got three minutes more. Whoa, 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 three, whoa, whoa. Becky and Piper was 13 minutes, Bobby and Brock was 10. I'm going on mute. <laughs> okay, let's see. Edge and Beth versus Ms. Maurice. Nobody truly gave a single fuck. Let's be honest. Nobody did. And then the Men's Royal Rumble. That might have been the worst Men's Royal Rumble of all time. I've seen people saying, oh, well, it wasn't that bad. Motherfucker, yes, it was. There was no surprises, for real, other than Bad Bunny. But they told us Bad Bunny was going to be in the rumble like an hour before. Also, shout out to Bad Bunny because Bad Bunny was literally the greatest part of the whole fucking room, that whole match, which makes no sense because he's not a real fucking wrestler. Um, what else happened? Fucking almost wasted my goddamn time. AJ should have won the match, but he didn't. Kofi botched and the streak is over. But then again, 
That spot was stupid as hell. There was no way that shit was going to work. None. Um, Brock being number 30 was bullshit. Um, Brock did not need to win the Royal Rumble at all. There was also reports that Matt Riddle was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. And now I'm actually even more pissed off. But you know the part that pissed me off about the show more than anything? In the men's Royal Rumble match, we could have had anybody come back. Anybody. But you know who they bring back is the big fucking surprise? Shane goddamn can't land a fucking punch to save his life. Bitch-ass McMahon. Not only did they bring back Shane, but this motherfucker booked his goddamn self to win an MMA strike-off against Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, who I, I just need to put it out there. A UFC fighter with like a record of like fucking eight and two before that nigga started wrestling. And he booked himself to beat his ass in an MMA strike-off. And that's exactly why his punk ass got fired. Nigga, your, da- your own daddy fired you. Go to hell. Go to fucking hell. Um, that show sucked. That show sucked. Um, I can't even say the first half of the show was great. I'll say the first two matches of the show were great. And then the rest of the show was just either underwhelming, mid as fuck, or straight bullshit. That that is that is the nicest way I can put it. But uh did y'all have any other thoughts on this show? All right. <laughs> I'm crying. But on a somewhat related topic, um, I want to talk about the watch party specifically. Um First things first, I just want to say this, man. For everybody that was in, whether you was in for 10 minutes, two minutes, the whole thing, thank you for real. Because we had like, we had close to 20 people, and that's the most we've ever had, like dead ass. So for those of y'all that said tap in, thank you so much. Um, a lot of people were saying that they were hopping more. So the numbers going to keep coming. But another watch party, look, just stay tuned. Stay tuned for a couple of weeks all-star weekend and if you were in the rumble watch party you thought that shit was crazy oh no i'm we i'm i'm being toxic during all-star weekend so listen to everyone here if you have friends who have bad basketball opinions please tell them join the watch party and please make sure that any hot takes they have they put them in the chat because i'm gonna be on timing i promise you I'm I'm popping the fuck off during All Star Weekend. I'm gonna act ass. Guarantee that. Guarantee that. But our next wrestling topic is another sad one, and basically, this is Bash WWE Day. The decline in theme song quality. So obviously, the true wrestling fans know about the glory days of Jim Johnston and all of the bangers he used to put out on a consistent basis. You know. Um, I'm trying to think just off the top of my head, you know, Chris Jericho's shit, um, Kofi's, Shelton Benjamin, Christian. Um, he, he put out bangers on a consistent basis. And then there was the ones where they had actual artists, you know, actual groups come through and do things like Edge's shit. And um, that other guy who shall not be named, but y'all know who I'm talking about. 
And then, you know, you had um, CFO, whatever the fucking name was. They had a dollar sign at the end of their names. And everybody complained like, oh, the, the music sucked. And I'm just like, no, it didn't suck. It's just that there were five-minute fucking loops. Because, I mean, we got Johnny Gargano, AJ Styles, Ricochet, Bobby Roode, all these other people. And um, you know what, John? You can take the reins from here just talking about the way that these new theme songs sound in comparison to the glory days. Everything is song just sounds the freaking same. Um, it sounds the same. It's too generic. Um, you can't really tell the difference. I mean, no theme song like has uh, it doesn't relate to the character. It really doesn't. You really don't know what character is the wrestler. Like a wrestler could come out generic theme song. You just don't know what what the theme of the character is. It's just a song is being played and it just walk into the ring. So now you gotta figure out on your own who this wrestler is, what character he is. And now you're just confused. Because now, because back in the day, like let's just say ruthless aggression era, you got Batista theme song. You knew who Batista was. You knew what what character he was, and you knew he was just a big guy willing to destroy people. You got Triple H. He he got the uh not yeah he got um the theme song with Motorhead. I'm all about the game. Yada yada yada. And he, he had the thing that he fucks people over, creative-wise. <laughs> so, and he got Undertaker's theme song. His theme song was straight point. He's an Undertaker. He's a dead man. You hear the, you hear the bells. And he takes forever to walk to the ring. There was, there was a difference. Now you just hear a theme song. You're like, okay, um, what, what's the theme? What's the theme of the character? Yeah, and before before I before I say what I'm about to say next, I just want y'all to keep in mind, this is a basketball and wrestling podcast, which means we watch basketball and wrestling. But I can dare I say, during the Royal Rumble watch party, some music would hit, and I didn't know who the fuck was coming out. <laughs> like I straight up didn't know who was walking out, unless like it was some music they had already previously had, or it was a legend or something. But everybody else is just like, first of all, um, what is, what's their name? Dev Rebel? No, no. Defund them, disband them, throw them away, fire them, please. No. Um, for one, nigga, I make better music than that. And I've been on and off with producing for about two, three years now. If I can put out better shit than WWE is, that's a problem, okay? I'm inconsistent. This is their livelihoods, and I'm putting out better shit. That, that's an issue. Um, they use the same drum. They use the same drum um, kit, and that bothers me. Um, somebody brought up this point to me the other day, and it's like, it's kind of fucked up. It's, it's like, when you think about it, it's actually true. But as much as I love Seth and I much as love Romans, somebody pointed out that they're actually kind of overrated and the only reason people really put them so much higher above everybody else's is because of a choir. 
and I thought about it, and it's low-key some truth to that. Low-key. But, I mean, they all sound the fucking same. Like, the only ones I really could think that come to mind that I actually rocking with are, of course, Roman, Seth, Biggie, the new Ricochet. I will say, I will say, because I wasn't fucking with that first, but that shit is actually kind of heat. And... Shit, I can't even think of it. I can't even think of a fifth. That's see, that's the point. That's the pro, that's the point. But uh Jalen, do you have any thoughts about you know just the drop off and how the song quality has been over the years? Uh, I only like a lot of the new songs for real, for real. Um, I do like AJ's song, like his song is cool. Um, when he came back. But, like, Jim Johnson or whatever, I think that's his name, ain't it? Yeah. Like, him not being there, you can tell, like, a lot of the things are, like, not as... They don't fit the... Like, kind of like what John was saying, like, you know, like, what you kind of going to get, you know, when the Undertaker comes out, like, you know, real strict, you know, slow, you know, dead man walking type thing. But now it's like you don't really, like, get that with the new themes. I don't even know most of the new themes for real. Like, I don't even, like, you know... I know the old ones, but like there's no themes that are out now that just stick to me like, oh shoot, that person's coming out, you know. Yeah. Like when Jim Johnson was doing them like back in the day, like it was it fit every character. Like every theme song fit almost every character, literally. So yeah, WWE took a um took an L when they uh, I think they quit or they fired him. Yeah, they fired him for whatever reason. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I disagree with that. But you know, WWE works differently, so yeah. it's take with a grain of salt. Yeah, and it's it's hard to have faith in that company. Um it really is. Um, I'm legit like honestly, bro. If WrestleMania's ass, I'm gonna just start watching NWA or something, bro. Like I will I will straight start watching TNA again or something, bro. That shit is ridiculous. Go AEW. But that's going to do for the wrestling side. WNBA free agency, ladies and gentlemen, officially started on February 1st. And while there haven't been too many big moves, we still some stuff we got to talk about. <clears throat> the first thing, John Cole Jones resigned with Connecticut. Sylvia Fowles resigning with Minnesota. Joel Lloyd resigning with Seattle. And the first big one, Courtney Williams is going back to Connecticut. And John, I want to ask you first, what do you think about her, you know, not even, not only getting another shot, but going back to Connecticut where she started her problems? That surprised me a lot. That actually surprised me a lot. I did not expect that coming. But um, her uh, rejoining John Quo Jones, Connecticut's gonna they're gonna be that they're gonna be good. They're gonna be a good playoff team. But uh that Courtney Williams news, that was shocking. Yeah. Cause honestly, I personally didn't even see her really getting signed by another team. But Jalen, now I'm gonna ask you, so with all of the controversy that comes with Courtney Williams from every team she's been on, including Connecticut. Do you think she'll be able to keep her shit together for this season and, you know, help Connecticut actually try to make a run? 
it depends how much you want it. Like, I mean, that's a cliche answer, but, you know, I don't want to call nobody crazy or none of the show or not, or, you know, wild, but, like, she she different. I looked her up when y'all mentioned her, like, a while ago, and it's just, like, if she really wants to win, she'll, you know, put that in the back of her, uh, you know, of her head space and try to, you know, stay civil and not do nothing crazy. You know, no altercations outside no clubs. But, um, yeah, I think that'd be good, though, as long as she could stay grounded. You know, I would I, – as a team personnel, though, I would, like, you know, monitor her a little bit. Yeah. I mean, she's a grown woman, but at the end of the day, like, you can't trust her not to have, like, no, you know, reaction or something. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be good. <clears throat> yeah, because, I mean, personally, just me being me – if I was, you know, head of a team, I personally don't think I would have signed it because, I mean, it's clear as day the girl can ball. Like, that's not – that's that's no question. But I can't trust her to be a team player because she's, she's what – this is her fourth time being on a different team, you know, well, technically because, yeah, like, because she's been on three teams, like Connecticut, Atlanta, and – what was the other team she was on? Uh, let me see. Oh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay, so it was Phoenix, Connecticut, and Atlanta. And then going back to Connecticut. So um, for John Cole Jones' sake, I hope that she pulls it together, but they really like Jalen said, you you really gonna have to monitor them for, for sure. And John, I'm gonna ask you next about this one. Um, because I really don't know too much, but what did you think about Andrew McCautry leaving Vegas to sign with Minnesota? Uh, tell you the truth, like uh I don't find it as like a big factor, like because Vegas, they'll they'll be okay. Minnesota getting more help. Uh, they're going to still be the sleeper team again. Because twenty twenty one, Minnesota was the sleep was the sleeper team. It's like nobody paid attention to them, but they somehow had a winning record in the top four of the league. So I think Minnesota they definitely got a lot of help, but they still will be the sleeper team, and like nobody would pay attention to them more. No, I agree. I agree. And now let's talk about two more obvious ones that we we all saw coming. Um, Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson both resigned with Seattle and Vegas. Um, I completely saw that coming. Um, I had no reason to believe that either one of them would leave. But the one interesting thing that I did want to point out specifically is that Stewie's deal with Seattle is a one-year deal. So, Jalen, what did you think about her only signing a one-year deal with Seattle? Man, she up out of there, bro. <laughs> if, you, if you notice in sports, people signing them one-year deals or, like, yeah. you know, the, the minimums and whatever, she out of there. Yeah. She's not, she not old, you know. Like, she's one of the best players in the WNBA. You sign that one, she going somewhere next year, but it won't be Seattle. Yeah, especially because, I mean, this – I'm 99.9% sure this is Sue's last year, too. 
And, you know, I mean, she has Jewel Lloyd still there, but at the same time, I mean, like Jalen just said, that was a one-year deal. Like, that's that's raps. But, um, John, since Asia Wilson re-signing with Vegas was already kind of obvious, I want to ask you about her front court partner. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Liz Cambage? Because I think it's been made pretty obvious that she's leaving. She might go to LA. Because how do I say it? WNBA fans has been hinting Liz Cambage going to LA for so long. And you know Liz Cambage was to play in the town that's near to Australia, Australia. So LA is like that town. You can easily travel from LA to Australia, even though it takes a 12-hour flight. However, Liz Cambage wants to play in a warm environment where there's a city, it's lit, yada yada. Plus, Liz Cambage has the OnlyFans. She could, like, she can like promote herself more, yada yada. So, she's going to LA, in my opinion. Um, and Jalen, what do you think Liz Cambage is gonna do? I think LA would be cool. You know, like John said, like good, good, good. Uh... Good factor, two hour flight. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a um that was a, a flight to Australia from LA. I never knew it was that. Dang, that's not too bad, but yeah. I know it was like that. Um I think she's gonna leave. You know, I think I don't know. She you know, she's in that same category as um as KG, man, to me a little bit. Like if Liz didn't play basketball or didn't want to play anymore, you know. She wouldn't have to, but I think she's gonna leave, and LA would be a nice spot though for her. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And moving to one where I think it's a good landing spot, but I personally didn't like this. Big Mama Steph went home. Stephanie Dawson signed with the Liberty. Um, I wanted Stephanie Dawson to get a bag for sure. She deserved it, of course. Um, but I'm sick that, you know, it's going to be her and Bet Nigel and they got to play with Sabrina. I've made it very clear several times that I've given up on Sabrina. So, um, I think that first things first, she adds shooting to a team that needs it for sure. So I'm, I'm happy that she got the bag. I don't like New York, but Go Steph, go Betnaja, and we'll see what happens come playoff time. Um, Jalen, what do you think that Stephanie Dawson adds to that team in regards to what they're going to do in the postseason? I don't know. What team is she on? So I can know her stuff. The Liberty? Yeah. So who's on there this year? Um, Sabrina, Betnaja Lane. You – you know Sabrina Benajelani. Okay. Cool. Um, I think that's really it. Okay. No, Natasha mm-hmm. Howard. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know her. Wait, you said Stephanie Dawson? I yeah. thought she played for the Sky. Yeah. yeah. She was a free agent. She didn't get signed? No, bro. They didn't. Because they didn't have enough. Cap I thought she was. Ain't she good? Yeah. No, they didn't have, they didn't have enough cap space to keep her. 
Because she she was she she deserved to get paid this year. Hey, it's a homecoming for her, bro. Like, I think I think she'll be fine over there. You know. Yeah, I think she'll be fine over there. I don't really know much about the Liberty for real. You know, I haven't followed them as much, but I did know her from the sky, so hey, that should be a good pickup for them. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they got um Sandy Rondella as a new coach. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still sick about that, but they should be nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely. But speaking of something or busts, I'm combining a trade and a free agency signing in the one topic. Whew, the Phoenix Mercury, ladies and gentlemen, they 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 have done something that I did not think Phoenix was going to do. Because keep in mind, they already had Sky Diggs. Diana, Britt Britt, Kia Smith, Brianna Turner, and Sophie Cunningham, and Shea Petty. Phoenix, in a four-team trade, ended up getting Diamond to Shields. But that's not, that's not the kicker here. The kicker is that Tina Charles signed with Phoenix. So, they now have a roster that consists of Skyler Diggins, Diana Taurasi, Tina Charles, Diamond DeShields, Brianna Turner, Kia Nurse, Shea Petty, Sophie Cunningham, and Tina fucking Charles. Out of the nine women I just said, that is title or bust. Straight up. There is, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is title or bust. I don't think I don't remember the last time I saw a true super team in the WNBA, but this is it. This is it. <laughs> like that. Like think about it. They have Sky, Diana, Brittany, and Tina as a core four, and whoever they want to put at five, they have plenty of options that they could put in that fifth spot. Plenty of solid, good-ass options that they could put in that fifth spot in the starting five. So I already said before that I'm never rooting for a Phoenix basketball team again. But if they don't at least they, – they better win two games in the finals at least. At least. Like, they have no reason – to either not make the finals or only win one game in the finals. It's either they win two games or they win the championship. It's one of them two. But, Jalen, because I remember you, you you brought it up in the group chat, so I want to ask your thoughts first. What do you think about Diamond to Shields getting traded and Tina Charles signing with Phoenix, and what did it do for them as a team? Golden State Warriors. I said it in the chat. I, I didn't go Golden State Warriors, 0-1 Lakers. I don't – we we can we can 95, 96 Bulls, it doesn't that team should go how many games are in the season in the WNBA? Uh 36, I think. They do them so bold. That's so trash, bro. Yeah. 36? Yeah. They should go 30 and 6. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> At the bare minimum. 
because that team, bro, it's like that. Team, bro, do you understand? Like, how, they were showing the statistic on um, ESPN last night at about 2 a.m. And I think they had like 35 combined all NBA or all star selections on that team or something. And that's like the, I think then the next team is like the, I think the Storm. And yeah, then the next like team. Yeah, because they had, and then the next one was like 24 with the Lynx. And both of those teams didn't even win a championship that year. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they keep the train going. They don't win, but if they, if they, you know, if they lose, I would be highly shocked. I might, I might even put a bet on them right now to win the whole thing. I think I'm about to actually. Oh, because like that team is just overpowered, man. I love it though, because you know I love, I love them like so. I'm, I, I love it. You know what? But that just reminded me. I forgot to talk about this when we were talking about the rumble, bro. Speaking of bets. Let me tell you about some bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. So, obviously, I don't know if it, I don't remember if we talked about it on the show, but yes, we we bet on the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. We did. Um, niggas, stop dancing. Stop fucking dancing. So, out of the four of us, you think I would win? Jalen is probably going to sit there and say, no, the fuck I wouldn't because I'm bad with betting. But look, wrestling is supposed to be the one thing I should be stellar with. But you know who won the fucking bet? John. Between everybody that bet, this nigga won $17. I win. The worst part about it is he won off of one point. He won by one point. Everybody else had one point, and this nigga had two. That broke my heart into a million pieces. And this nigga is dancing now. Ha-ha. I will never let that happen again. How is it that the man... What bet did he lose? What bet did you draw bet? The Rumble. And you lost it? (sighs) Yeah. By By one vote. I for, okay, I'm because I would have to go back to. I think it was because no, I fucked up on my surprise entry. I fucked up on my surprise entry because he got the number one entry being AJ and the surprise being Ronda. And I got the number one entry being AJ, and I had Paige as my surprise entry, and that's how he won. Bro, that shit is sick. Cause it was literally reports of Paige coming back too. So this this nigga won seventeen dollars off of everybody, bro. Man, I'm so happy. I'm so happy, man. You know, I had to use my, uh, you know, strategic. Uh, oh my god. Um, because you know, you know, they were saying Ronda was coming back. So I, you know, I put in Ronda, and then when I had to think about number one, I had to really think about number one. Cause I was like, ah, all right, let me think about someone who's been the, who's been in WWE for a minute, right, and can last a long time in in the Royal Rumble and has been a champion. All right, it's not Edge because he has a match, and not the Miz. Uh, it it won't be Drew McIntyre because he's hurt, and it, it won't it definitely won't be uh, Seth because he just got beat up. So I was like, all right, let me think. AJ Styles, I haven't heard from him in a minute. You know, I put AJ there. And 
And when I saw AJ come out number one, I told everybody, give me my money. Get me my money right now. Because I know I won. I know I won. The worst part about it is that John has literally never bet before. I have been using FanDuel. Jalen has been using FanDuel. Damon has been using FanDuel. Well, let, let's not make it. Let's not be like that, because you know, Jarrell, you don't win that much either, though. So this ain't about you me. Know, it can't this, ain't about, this, this, this ain't about me right now. <laughs> it's like you take one on one with somebody, bro, and you just let them shoot the whole game because they can't shoot. That that shoot with betting right now, and that's and that's why John beat you. Okay, he looks a little depressed over there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, ain't shit. You know what? Go to hell. Go to hell. But, John, what do you think about Phoenix doing what they just did? Man, um, I'm really not surprised, you know. When they pulled off that Skylar Diggins trade to get it out of Dallas to come to Phoenix, I was like, God damn, damn, they got Skylar Diggins. And then you started hearing like reports and rumors. Oh, I mean, she'll, she might, she might leave Chicago because Chicago don't got the, the, the cap space. So you might trade her somewhere. And then Tina, and then you got, I knew the Mystics were not going to sign Tina Charles. I knew it. They they were they were gonna let her go. As much as I did not want Tina Charles to go, I knew it was gonna happen. And you see the cap space with Phoenix, and it's <clears throat> it's crazy. And I'm like, yep. So I wasn't surprised, but like then I see the starting five lineup, and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my. I hope, I hope, I really hope Phoenix doesn't win this year. I really hope. Oh, boy. <clears throat> that team is for sure going to stress me out. I know that. Um, But, yeah, that's going to be – yeah, Phoenix is a very scary team this year. Very scary. And I'm going to just leave it at that. But now – Moving into our last portion of the show, the NBA. The first thing we got to talk about, they have officially released every player that is going to be an all-star this year. And let me let me go back and pull up the list. Um, let me go back. Where is it? Bro, I just had it up. Okay, so obviously the co-cap the captains are KD and LeBron. I don't see how you anyone saw that coming, but so the starters are in the East: Giannis, KD, DeRozan, 
MB, and Trey Young. And in the West is LeBron, Steph, Jokic, John Morant, and Andrew Wiggins. Now, the first thing I want to ask is how do y'all feel about the starting lineups? Uh, Jalen, you can go first. Um, I don't have no issue uh, with him for real. Um, Andrew Wiggins, I'll never believe that actually happened, but hey, you know, <laughs> he he been he been hooping this year. Uh, I'm cool. I'm cool with the starting lineups. I'm I'm a, I'm a little pissed at the reserves, but starting lineups, I don't got no issue with. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'm the same way, just outside of Wiggins, but again, he's been hooping, so um. Shout out to him. Um, John, did you have any issues with the starters? Uh, uh, only Andrew Wiggins. Because go to State Warriors fans, they, they, they are crazy bandwagoners for their team. So, of course, they're going to use social media to get him in the starting lineup. Yeah. I, so I wasn't surprised about Andrew Wiggins. I'm just like a little disappointed in fans. Yeah, that's what I'm disappointed in. I'm tired of fan voting. <laughs> fan voting is awful. It's just a whole bunch of burner accounts just retweeting. Literally, it's literally what it is. Whole bunch of burner accounts just automatically like turning their post notifications on their phone to follow. Yeah. I, I want to break it down. I want to break it down. Burner accounts. I want to break it down. You got people who are real life people, not only having a main account, but having a second account as a burner account, right? And then they use like a professional athlete's pitch, like a professional athlete as their profile picture. And then they do like just troll people. They just they just comment on every single Bleacher Report post, overtime post. ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, Sports Center, they just, every time they post something, they comment. And the reason why they comment on every post because they have post notifications on. But not only they follow the account, but every time Sports Center or ESPN post something, they get a notification and they immediately go, they immediately log on onto the app and then they see the post and they comment. Like within five minutes of the post. It's freaking ridiculous. Okay. So when they see all-star voting, they're going to retweet. They're going to retweet of all of their burner accounts, no matter how many accounts that they have. It's very annoying. They don't watch the game. They just see everyone's reactions on social media, and then they immediately hop on, or they just automatically disagree. They don't watch the game and create their own opinion. Like, nobody's original anymore. It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. But the reserves, this is pretty interesting. So these years, this year's of reserves are Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler, Luca, Darius Garland, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Spider, Chris Paul, Tatum, Cat, and Fred Van Vliet. And I'm Jalen, you were saying you did have some issues with the reserves, so you can start it off. What did you think about the reserves and who do you think was snub? You know, <laughs> past five years, six years, I've been an advocate for DeJounte Murray. 
I busted my butt behind this tri- walking triple double machine almost. I am 19 and 9, 1999, the best year ever, by the way, if you didn't know, you know. <laughs> That's personal, personal preferences. Any, anyway, we're not going to do that right now. Let's right now. You know, he averages 19 and 9, and he gets snubbed. Now, Draymond Green is not going to play in this game. I, I feel like in the West, he's the only person that should probably make it. And reports have said the same thing. Now, in the East, Chris Middleton has no business being on that team over LaMelo Ball. Jalen Brown is averaging 24 points a game, but he didn't score 15 last night. I'm busting my parlay, so screw him. Um, Jared Allen clearly was pissed off last night about his snub because he put up Shaq numbers. I, I like LaMelo Ball. I really thought he was going to make it. I, his numbers are better than Chris Middleton's. Like, I, I don't think Chris Middleton shouldn't have made a team over him or uh, Jalen Brown, if anything. But in the West, though, I, I need that replacement for Draymond to be DeJounte Murray. I, I'm really betting on that. Because this dude this year has been like, he can shoot better now. It's kind of like he's he was Westbrook, but he can actually shoot better than Westbrook now. And he's like six foot six, six foot five, plays defense. Like, he, he that 19 and nine can easily go up to 2010 and 10 by the end of the year. So, absolutely. You know, phone's ringing. But, you know, the, the Spurs suck, so it ain't really a lot we could do about that. Yeah. You know, but that's just my take on it. I'm, I'm real big on the LaMelo ball, too, but DeJounte and Murray, I really want that for him. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I'm high on DeJounte Murray, too. Um, he's been playing great basketball over the past couple of years, and now he took a big leap, and he's not getting anything to show for it. And it Wait, 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 wait. We forgot some. This for all of us. Andrew Wiggins should not be starting over Devin Booker in the uh, in the um, oh, All Star game. Oh, that's the there we go. Because Devin Booker should not be on the bench. It is no Chris Paul short, but Devin Booker should be starting over Andrew Wiggins. I you cannot tell me otherwise, bro. Okay, no, nah, that real idea just pissed me off because I didn't even think that far. Bro, they got Andrew Wiggins starting over fucking Devin Booker. Help, bro. I, I get that Golden State's one of the best teams. In the, I mean, hell, Phoenix has a better fucking record. Right now, they have a better record. But I, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into Phoenix. Um, it, re- regarding Chris Middleton, just, just like Jalen said, um, I have been advocating for LaMelo to be an all-star this year. And the fact that he's not is bullshit. To be completely honest, um, I mean, him being a rising star is cool, but he should have been a rising star and an all-star this year. No ifs, ands, or buts. Because he has been playing incredible basketball. And the fact that he's... Bro, Chris Middleton? Chris fucking Middleton. Cash money Chris who can't fucking shoot the majority of the... No, no. No, no, fuck no. But I do want to say right quick before I end the on um, Darius Garland more than deserves this. I absolutely, absolutely. I wasn't even gonna talk about John because it's been kind of obvious. But Darius Garland has been going off all season, 
And the last person I want to highlight is Fred Van Vliet. Um, Fred Van Vliet is the first undrafted NBA player since Ben Wallace to be an all-star. And I, I love that for him, man, because if you know his journey, if you know his story, you know he has been fighting to get – he even a spot in the NBA, he fought to get the spot in the NBA. And for him to be an all-star, that's incredible, especially because he a little nigga too. So shout out to Fred Van Vliet. He making all the short men look great. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. But John, what did you think about the reserves this year? And who do you think was snubbed? I'm gonna start with who snubbed. And yeah, Lamella Ball was snubbed. Jalen Brown was snubbed. Uh, but one person who's also snubbed that wasn't mentioned, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is snubbed. He aver- right now, he averages, what, 20, 22.3 points per game? Okay. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Good call out on that one. Yeah. I forgot he was doing I that. <laughs> I, for- I I heard yeah. a couple of reports, but I it, I didn't put it in the, uh, my head. Yeah, because it's like, I've been, I've been hearing about, um, it's like, it'll be in games Actually, I blame Fanduel for making me forget, because I would need Anthony Edwards to put up points that D'Angelo Russell would put up in the game. But I digress. But uh, John, continue. Yeah, I mean Anthony Edwards. I mean he should have been on there. I understand Timberwolves they don't have a good record. However, that it just doesn't make any sense. And then DeWante Murray, I understand the Spurs don't have a good record as well. Nobody watches him anymore. But DeWante Murray should have been in there. I mean, he has been carrying the Spurs throughout this whole time. And I, I, I fans, y'all are the worst. It's the fan voting that ruins the all-star game. That is it. It should be players, coaches. Retired players who are not in the Hall of Fame and Hall of Famers. Those are the ones that should vote. Yeah. And while they haven't released the um the 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 rest of the events, um, they did release the rosters for the Rising Stars Challenge. And boy, this is gonna be good. Um so Team Barry, um Skade. Dyson Daniels, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Alperin Sengun, Jason Tate, and Franz Wagner. Um, shout out Franz Wagner if you if you know you know. Um, Team Isaiah Thomas is Precious Achua, Desmond Baines, Sadiq, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy, and Isaiah Stewart. Um, I don't know how the fuck he was a rising star, but then again, there were no good centers in the past few drafts, so I'll let it go. Team Gary Payton is Lamelo, Scotty Barnes, Ayo Dusoma, Chris Duarte, Scott Henderson, Jaden McDaniels, and Davion Mitchell. And Team James Worthy is Cole Anthony, Marjan Beachump, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Suggs. And I'm going to just say this right now. Either Team Barry or Team Isaiah is winning. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Team Worthy is getting smoked. 
Okay, let's let's just call it let's just call it spade a spade. I fuck with Cole Anthony. Of course, y'all know Josh Giddy. I'm gonna love the dude. Um, Jalen Green, he's he's up there too. Tyrese and Jalen Suggs, that's solid. But the rest of the rosters is gonna smoke them for sure. But John, what do you think about these rosters, and who do you think is gonna pull it out? These these are gonna be. No, what I think Team Payton's gonna win. I could see it. I could see it. Team Payton's gonna win. I mean, the Mellow Ball, Scotty Barnes, and Io Dusumu already right there. Those three, they're gonna ball out. And then Io Dusumu and Davion Mitchell on the same team as one of the, the two best rookie defenders in the league. I oh, mean, yeah, and Gary Payton is their coach, too. Oh, 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 it's over. It's over. Goodbye. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But uh, Jalen, what do you think about these rosters? And who do you think might actually pull this out? Brentberry, who uh, picked Kay Cunningham. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, you. Cade and Evan Moby on the same team. Who we gonna get Shaq and Kobe? We gonna get Shaq and Kobe during the Rising Stars game, bro. Jesus Christ. Um, do either of y'all think that there's someone that doesn't belong or someone that got snubbed? Um. I'm trying to think, like, was there anybody that got snubbed? Oh, Jonathan Kuminga. How has he been playing, though? Because, like, I've I've only caught, like, those dunks. Let me see. Let me go check his stats. Yeah. Kuminga. Oh, seven points, two two rebounds. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um. Okay, but the last thing during about the All Stars that I want to talk about, and John, I'm gonna ask you first. Um, the dunk contest. Um, so for those of you that don't know, they have released the dunk, the participants in the dunk contest. It's Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, Obi Toppin. And Juan Toscano Anderson. Um, first things first, how do you feel about that being the lineup of participants? And who do you think is going to win the competition? Uh, Jalen Green is going to win. Jalen Green is going to win. Uh, Obi Toppin is going to disappoint everyone again. <laughs> and um, Cole Anthony. He, he, I think Cole Anthony is going to be second place. And then Juan Toscano Anderson is going to be third place. Obi Toppin is going to be fourth. Okay. Okay. Now, um, do you think that there was anybody who should have been in the dunk contest that wasn't selected as a participant? Um, John Morant. 
I can see it. That that nigga John Morant. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Nah. I'm I miss the days when NBA players would do multiple events during All Star Weekend. I miss it. I get the whole. I get it though. You know, not trying to risk injuries. I get it. But um, I mean, John, you just said it. Jalen Green's winning. Um, now personally, when I saw Juan Toscano Anderson, at first I'm thinking I'm like, well, why not Gary Payton? And at first I'm thinking, I'm, and then I was like, well, why not Jonathan Kaminga? But apparently Draymond said that he wanted Jonathan Kaminga to do it, but he Jonathan Kaminga said no because he doesn't really have any fancy does. He could just dunk high, which okay in that case makes sense. So then I watched Toscano Anderson. And yeah, he deserves to be there. But again, um, I I feel like Obi Toppin just he if he don't do something crazy on his first dunk, he's coming in last place. He straight up. That's that's the that's the best way I can put it. But Jalen, what do you think about the dunk contest? Who do you think? Who do you have coming out? And then do you think there was somebody that? Should have been in the dunk contest that isn't in it. One, I you were asking a question about the teams before my headphones went out. Oh, my fault. My fault. I ain't I ain't wanna uh not answer it. Oh, you good. Peyton, team Peyton is nice. I'm gonna keep it a stack though. The team that got Anthony Edwards, uh, I think it's Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay. Yeah. Is that team that's team uh um, yeah, that's team Isaiah? Yeah, that team is OP. And that Rick Berry, Brent Berry, John Berry. Chuck Berry, whoever picked K Cunningham before he got a chance to go on Isaiah's team, you see suck. Because that team would have been the Detroit down to the ground, 100%. Real tight. But no, Gary Payton's team is lethal, like defensive-wise, though. I just got them looking at the, uh, at the sheet. But the dunk contest-wise, though, Miles um, Bridges, I... I don't think he's ever going. I don't think he's ever going to do it. Like he's, I, he's I would, I would love to see him. John Morant, John Morant shouldn't do no dunk contest because he can't land, and it'd be a shame if he got hurt doing a in a dunk contest. Like he has yeah. no type of landing. That is, but Jalen Green is going to kill like everybody in there. Yeah, they won't even be close. Actually, though, honestly, I mean, I know he's going to kill everybody, but I really feel like Cole Anthony might, you know, do something a little crazy. But um, let me think. Actually, no, no, no. So that's everything that they've announced so far for All-Star Weekend. Everything will, more will be coming, you know, within the next couple of weeks. So with that being said, let's move into our final topic of the day. And ladies and gentlemen, today is at the time of recording, February 5th. Y'all will be seeing this episode on February 7th, and the NBA trade deadline is February 10th. So we got some predictions to make. The first person that I, I, I just have to say this now. If Ben Simmons does not get traded before the deadline, whatever dreams and aspirations of Philly – going crazy in the playoffs. I don't see it. Because although they're playing 
very, very well right now. And Embiid is playing like an MVP candidate as usual. And, you know, they figured it out without Ben Simmons. They are the fifth seed right now. And let's be honest. Outside of Embiid and Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey, consistently speaking, who are they going to rely on? Danny Green? Fuck no. Tobias Harris? Hell to the fuck no. I rely on Danny Green. Go to hell. He gave me over three and a half last <laughs> night for $35, bro. Shout out to Go him. To Go to hell. <laughs> this nigga bet on Danny Green to score four points, bro. <laughs> four points. You ain't shit. You ain't and you know, shit. And you know what's crazy, though? He hit his layup with, like, 10 seconds left in the game. It was like a, <laughs> like a trash bucket, and he hit a layup to make it four. I'm telling you, I was screaming in the house, boy. Because he missed, like, all his threes. He, hit, he got a layup, and then it was like the, the game was over, and Luca let him drive past. Yo. Left-hand yo. floater, $35. <laughs> I just want to let bro. I just need to let it be known. One day very soon, we are calling the hotline for Jalen, bro. Not only has this nigga been on Chinese basketball, but this nigga what? just, bro, you just said out loud that you bet on Danny Green scoring four points. Bro, it was plus like 300. Look, you know look, how nigga. green that is? Nigga, look, my nigga, you need it help. Was, it you was plus 300. And those, and those Korean League and Japanese games and CBA games at two in the morning? Are hitter are hitters, no quitters. I'm telling you, man. You need help. You need professional. No, no, no. I'm telling you, man. Them, them things is legit. You feel me? Danny Green, that left hand layup boy. I, jelly. It's clean, man. <laughs> Two layups. You know what, bro? All right, dude. You you need help. You need help badly. But <laughs> getting back on topic, um, I personally don't see where the fuck Ben Simmons could go at this point because his trade value is so low. And, you know, Daryl Morey's just it's fucking up every deal, every single deal. Um, I don't know what he thinks. I don't know if he thinks Ben Simmons is LeBron or something, but he is passed up. Some crazy shit just to keep that motherfucker. So at this point, Jalen, do you see anywhere that Ben Simmons could even end up? His house. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, I don't play that. I don't, I'm too competitive for what he's doing, bro. Like, and don't get it twisted. Like, I'm I'm not knocking mental health because I know personally I'll be going through that stuff. Like, it's nothing. Like, it's some real stuff, but I, t- <laughs> to be honest, though, bro, I don't think it's more so mental health with him. I think he's just more so embarrassed because be. I and I don't want to say his mental health is a mess, though, because it probably is the people calling you saying you can't score on a freaking guard and you can't shoot. But like it, it, he did it to himself. And as a yeah. player, if your coach doesn't know if he can win with you, you know, either one getting in the gym, putting that work and come back out next season and ball. But don't blame this on mental health, dude. Like, you it, – it's a little bit of – it's a mixture of a lot of things, but, like, I feel like it's more so him just being embarrassed about 
Are they are people talking about him? And it's not like we've been doing this since he's been in the league. He can't shoot. Ben Simmons gets a mid-range jump shot. Him and Embiid will probably be top 10 duos ever, bro. But it'll never happen. Get, give me Isaiah Joe and Embiid for all I care. Because it, it's just not he he yeah, it's that light skin crap, man. I'm sorry, John. That's that light skin. You ain't light skin, Jarrell. You 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 not light skin, Jarrell. You were the first person who was ever said I'm not light skinned. You ain't light skinned to me. You ain't light skinned. John is light skinned. Look Nigga, we damn near the same complexion. <laughs> no, John got that cool light skin. You got like that. I'm from Detroit, like light skin vibe. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the it. the gritty in the trenches. But no, I mean Ben Simmons though. Like I don't know where he can go. Oh, I just don't. You don't want to play people like that. You don't want to play yeah. with dudes who aren't guaranteed. You know that are gonna come out there and hoop. Like we, we can get into the Brooklyn talk too before the show end, but like yeah, Ben Simmons, I don't know about him. Oh yeah, most definitely. But actually, that just reminded me. Um, so they did report this a couple of days ago. Speaking of Philly and Brooklyn, um, Philly is attempting to get Harden again. And first of all, I don't know why the fuck Brooklyn would say yes to that. Let's let's just let's just call it spade a spade now. Um. Brooklyn would be stupid as hell to trade Harden for Ben Simmons. Now, if it was Houston and Philly last year when they had the chance to get Harden, but they blew it, yeah, it, it could it could make sense. But now, hell no. What is Brooklyn gonna do with Ben Simmons? Realistically, realistically, because at this point in time. The two best niggas on the team are Kyrie and Harden. Kyrie can't play home games. So they're just going to have to rely on Cameron Thomas and Blake Griffin. Hey, bro, shout out Cameron Thomas, bro. Because besides the fact, fuck him because he killed my parlay that one day. Because I asked that nigga to score under 18 and he dropped 32. Um, He been hooping. He been hooping. So shout out to him. Dropping 30 points off the bench. But seriously, um, John, do you see any sense in Brooklyn even taking that deal? No. 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 If you want to survive in the playoffs, you need Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Like, no. Bro. Man, Come but... on now. <laughs> Think about playoffs. Think about a title, not just. God damn, why Ben Simmons? Yo, but speaking of titles, think speaking of titles, thinking about the playoffs. Um, it, honestly, I'm just gonna ask both of y'all. Either y'all could go first. What do y'all think the Lakers need to do? Who do they think that y'all need to get rid of, and who for? Everybody. <laughs> Yo. That, that team is trash. No, that, that team is trash, bro. Like, get get rid of, get rid of their fans. Get rid of their fans. I hate their fans. They are the worst, most disgusting, most uh, most annoying fan base in American history. They make me 
Six. Oh, I don't know about that one. You, they, you, they gotta meet the, 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 the cowboy fans. Oh, oh no, Cowboys! I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh no, you worship <laughs> them. Oh no! <laughs> first of all, first of all, I do not believe the Cowboys will ever win a Super Bowl in 20 years. Okay, so every year I do not say, "Oh, you knew the Cowboys go win it, right? You knew the Cowboys go win it, right?" No, I don't say that. I don't say that, and that's why I believe Lakers fans are the worst. Unknowing fan base in American history. They make me sick. Every Don't play, know. there's a tweet on my timeline about the Lakers game. Every fucking play. Every play. Why would Westbrook pass the ball? Why would Westbrook take that shot? Oh my God. Anthony Davis is terrible. Anthony Davis is great. Oh my God. LeBron, what a pass. See, LeBron can't carry everybody. Oh my God. Uh, who else is on the team? Um, mm-hmm. Fucking. John, can I can I interest you in therapy? I, I think I think you would very well benefit from therapy. I, I do not need therapy. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what though. Um I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, man. Not saying they win anything, but if they get to clicking in the playoffs, bro, it's going whoever is like that playing team or lower seed, they're gonna get killed. Like uh, the legs are gonna kill them now. When it comes to like Phoenix and Golden State and whatever, like a full Golden State team is gonna kill Phoenix, for, in my opinion. Yeah. But you know, um, I, James Wiseman ain't back. Clay <laughs> Thompson hit like eight threes two days ago. Because the know, way it's so. looking right now, the Lakers are the ninth seed, and you know if everybody comes back healthy and they still the ninth seed, they play in Portland. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, nah, that shit would be terrible. Fleeced, bro. Oh no, Portland got fleeced. First, actually, they didn't even get fleeced, bro. That's their fault. Because first of all, why would you trade Gary Trent to begin with, and all you have in return to show for it is weak ass Eric Bledsoe? They essentially traded Gary Trent for Eric Bledsoe. That team deserves everything that is coming to them. And Dame does too, because that stupid motherfucker don't want to leave. And that's all he got to do is just leave. That's literally all he got to do. I don't, I'm not really a Dame fan, so I'm loving this. I've never thought Dame was like that for real. I, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, Dame is cool, but like, he one of them dudes that I just can't get into, bro. Like, I, the Dame dollar thing. And then he sent my Thunder home too. So I, it wasn't. I don't. Dame is cold, but Dame got too many morals. He he too. Yeah. I can't. I just said about a, about a uh, person having too many morals, but it's just like <laughs> I'm just, like that don't sound right off the top. You know, off the tongue, yeah. but he just. I don't know. That team is garbage, and Anthony yeah. Simons is gonna take that team over. Yeah, yeah. man. Because I, I I appreciate you know Dame saying he don't want to run from the grind, but nigga, you need to run away from this grind, please. <laughs> For your own good, okay? Because let's be honest, Damian Lillard will never, ever, ever win a championship if he stays in Portland. That has been obvious for years. That shit will never happen, okay? I feel bad for Chauncey, even though he took that damn job. I do not feel bad for Damian anywhere. The same way I feel for Bradley Bill, I feel for Damian Lillard. I don't give a fuck, bro. They deserve, they both deserve that shit. But... 
moving on to the next team. And Jalen, I'm going to ask you first because this is literally close to home. Jeremy Grant. Um, for one, do you think Jeremy Grant is going to get moved, actually get moved before the deadline? And if so, where to and who for? Uh, I want him to go to Atlanta. I really want John Collins. Uh, I, I really do. I want John Collins. Um, I don't know where else he can go. Possibly. I don't really... <clears throat> I really don't know for real. Yeah, because personally, I mean, we got Cade, Hami, Sadiq. We, we good in one through three. We need some sort of big man. Personally, I don't look, I don't fucking like Trey Lyles, but Trey Lyles has been solid, at least to this point. Oh shit, wait a minute. Fuck it. Nigga, we still got Kelly Olinick. Slide Kelly Olinick to the four. Trade for because I, I really, I really, really, really wanted John Collins desperately. I, I think he'll be a really good fit. And I mean, John Collins will actually grab rebounds, something Isaiah Stewart just doesn't know how to do, apparently. And John Collins brings offense, something Isaiah Stewart does not. I want I need I need a big man who can get me double digits in in, in some category. Like Isaiah Stewart doesn't bring double digits in any category. Any category. None. So I really I really do want John Collins. Um I I think that that would be a great move for the Pistons and Atlanta. Because I mean, again, like I just attested to what it would do for the Pistons, but on the Atlanta side. They bring Jeremy Grant in with Clint Capella, um, Bogdanovich, and Trey Young. That's that would be pretty nice. When it comes to scoring, um, Jeremy Grant would also help their defense, which they desperately fucking need. So I, I think I honestly feel like that might be the best move. But um, John, now I'm gonna ask you, um. So, for example, there are some pieces on that Pistons team that could potentially be moved with Jeremy Grant. And if they were to go, because here's the thing, Jeremy Grant, believe it or not, has hella value because if Portland got what they got for um, Norman Powell, imagine what you can get for for Jeremy Grant. So with that, I want to ask you, is there somebody on the Pistons team that you would like to see included with Jeremy in a trade package? Uh, what's that guy that you hate on the Pistons? I'm not saying his fucking name. I'm not saying that nigga name. Uh, the one that gets like all the minutes. That Canadian bit, that Canadian bitch, yeah, him, yeah, fucking, damn it, I didn't even want to say his name, Corey Joseph. Yeah, but you hate him so. Get him, please get him out of my city, please, please.
Let me think. Um, okay, Jalen, let me ask you the same question. Um, is there somebody you would include with Jeremy in the trade package off that Pistons team? Because there's a lot of people you could really uh Killian, Killian Hayes. Um uh, yeah, Killian Hayes, bro. Just Killian Hayes. <laughs> God, kill Killian Hayes for sure, bro. Yeah, um, I hate to say it, but the Killian Hayes experiment is not working. It's not. Yeah, it's not going as planned. So at all, I I totally forgot about Killian Hayes. See, see, that's the point. I totally forgot about him, bro. Yeah, Killian Killian Hayes for sure, for sure. And then the last team that I want to talk about is Boston. Because here's the thing. I really do not see Tatum or Brown being traded. But it's been made clear for years now that that pairing is not going to work. So something. I think it'll work. Yeah. I think it'll work, bro. I I just. Because they've had so many chances, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they did make the conference finals. But have they had chances though when like both of them are like superstars? Okay, that's a good point because Jalen Brown ain't really peak yet. I mean, really peak like how he he did the past couple years, you know? Yeah, so I wouldn't really put I wouldn't throw him under the bus like that yet, at least. Um, but no, I, I get what you mean though when it comes in regards to that. I hundred percent get it. Yeah, because the way that the way that their offenses ran, at least between them two, is either they playing like they they want to play when they're both on the floor. Either they want to play make and not score, or they take turns each 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 drive down the court. Uh-huh. And personally, Jason Tatum and ISO game really leaves me emotional damage because. You never know what you're gonna get out of that nigga. Let's be honest. No facts. So I'm I'm tired of seeing Jason Tatum go for ISO ball and then fade away on a spot up three, which never makes sense to me. Um, I just don't see this pairing working out. And I I again, but at the same time, I couldn't see one of them getting traded at all. But if one of them were to get traded, I think Boston would trade Jalen Brown, which would be fucking idiotic. But that's the thing. Like, Boston is one of the teams where it's like they need to make moves, but you nobody knows what moves they need to make because it's so complicated. So, John, do you what do you think Boston should do if they do anything at all before the deadline? I do think the Celtics. Celtics are twenty nine and twenty five. Uh, they should like do a trade, like trade either Marcus Smart, um, Josh Richardson, or Dennis Schroeder. 
I can just tell you now, they should not trade Marcus Smart. They they need his defense badly. Because if they trade Marcus Smart, they hold defense is done. But who in that case, who would you say they should trade for then? Uh, I mean, they can trade. Um, they can trade Marcus Smart to, I will say, Not, not just Marcus Smart. I think they would try to send Josh Richardson for uh, Malik Beasley. Mm. Oh, you said Malik Beasley. I was about to say. I thought you said Malik Monk. I was about to say. I was about to say. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. <clears throat> But um, on that note, the I I, I forgot because we didn't really go into too deep with it. But the last at least person I want to talk about is with the Lakers. Do you, John? Do you think that they're gonna do anything with Russ at all? Um, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, they they're gonna have faith and um. Russ, and if a trade if they trade Russ, I will be shocked. Yeah, because personally, I feel like the move does need to be made. However, <clears throat> with the contract that Russ has and the way that he's been playing, I don't think they make the move. I I really think that when it comes to the Lakers, they just kind of stuck with everything they got because they don't have good trade value or cap space to really do too much. So I think they just got to toughen up with what they have. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hooplex. Stay tuned for more All-Star Weekend watch party details. More info is coming soon. And we will see y'all next week.